I have just just a, a couple people to thank. So if you'll bear with me, I think it's really important. Um, you know, today, today for today for me at least is always a day of gratitude. Um, you know, I, to me, it starts with the, all the young men who've made the decision to sign with us, both uh, the guys who signed scholarships and the guys who are coming as walk-ons. Um, Julie and I, as two parents that have a son finishing his senior year in Charlotte, um, who's decided to come to Nebraska and be a freshman next year, this signing class for us uh, it probably means more than ever has. And so we understand that when you're going through this process, um, knowing that they're in a safe place with good people, um, it just matters so much. And so very grateful to the parents, uh, the guardians, the high school coaches, the mentors, everyone who've led these young men to these decisions. And I'm grateful for all the players that they've entrusted their future to us. I believe that they've all come here for the right reasons. And I'm excited to kind of be a part of their future. Grateful to our staff. You know, obviously you guys see the 10 full-time coaches that go on the road, but we have an army of people who evaluate and help make this process run uh, everything from you know making sure that business expenses get done to flights are on time to identifying the best players and um, you know this is when people come to see us i think they walk away feeling like there's a cohesive vision uh, that there's sort of a family feel here and it's because we all do believe in the same things and so very grateful to our coaches and our staff and especially their families um, this is hard uh, there's a lot of time that puts into this and uh our, our coaches and staff, their families do a lot. Very grateful to Trev and our entire administration. Um, you know, t you don't, you can't recruit at this level without an investment and a belief that it's going to pay off. And so very grateful for the, the way that they've laid this out for us where we can be successful. Um, a lot of people in Lincoln, a lot of vendors, a lot of hotels, you know, they, they go out of their way to make sure that we have an unbelievable process. I think one of the crown jewels, one of the key recruiters for us is the city of Lincoln. I think when people come here, they're blown away. And so when we can put them at the Kindler Hotel, when we can show them the Scarlet Hotel, when we can take them to eat at JTK or Casa Bovine or all the different places that we utilize, um, to me, it just it makes it makes coming to Nebraska that much that much more real. And so I'm grateful. Um, our fans, you know, our as we all know, our fan base is second to none, and it's something that I think our our families um, they feel. It, it's hard to send your kid from Florida. Uh, to Nebraska. It's hard to send your kid from all across the country. And one of the, the major questions I get is, Coach, how, how's my son going to be treated here? And when people come on visits, when they get in the airport, or when they walk into a game, they feel so welcome. Um, they, feel, they feel so welcome for the right reasons that it makes it that much easier to send their kids here. And so for that, I'm unbelievably, unbelievably grateful. I want to thank a lot of former players, um, you know, too, many, too, too, uh, too many to name, but just the way that they've reached out and sent names in. Um, I'm just really proud of the fact that there's six uh, players who are legacies. Um, really proud of the fact that we have one player whose brother's on the team, uh, one player, uh, Eric Ingerson, whose uncle's played here. The fact that uh, Nebraska means that much to them and that they believe in what we're doing, that they want to send their sons here. Um, I have to thank Coach Osborne. Uh, one of our best recruiters, you know, put, put, put someone in a room with Coach Osborne and then give me the credit. I'll take that all day, but it's really Coach. I want to thank Governor Pillen. Not very often that the governor is willing to not recruit but build relationships and tell people what uh, life is like here. So very grateful to him. Uh, some, some specific former players that have really gone out of their way. You know, Abdul Muhammad has really laid the groundwork for us as we want to recruit this state. Really proud of the fact that we have eight scholarship kids from Nebraska for the second, time, second year in a row. 
I want to thank uh, Vershawn Jackson and Steve Warren and Damon Benning and many others, uh, without whom I wouldn't have some of the names that I've gotten, and I'm really grateful for that. I want to thank Tommy Frazier and Eric Crouch, you know, um, being willing to come on campus and meet with players. Uh, Jay Foreman, Doug Ostergaard, uh, those guys have gone way out of their way, and so many others have done a lot, but I want to make sure I thank them. And then finally, I think our, it's, this is really indicative, having this type of signing class is indicative of what's happening in our athletic department. Um, you know, when, when your women's soccer team is Big Ten champs, when you, you see what the basketball team is doing, you know, it might not seem like a lot, but when you're trying to find things to talk about, guys, and you were talking about, hey, did you see us beat Michigan State or taking the Dylan Rayola and going over and watching, you know, Jazz uh, score 25 the other, the other, on Sunday. I mean, those things matter. Um, on a personal note, on a personal note, I want to thank Coach Cook and our women's volleyball team. Um, what they did this year was awesome. And uh, for Coach Cook to do that with such a young team, um, I know it's brought my family and I closer. I mean, I, I had Baker Mayfield call me from Tampa. He's like, hey, I'm going to the game on Thursday, bro. Like, I mean, you got people all across the country talking about our women's volleyball team. And to do it so young, and uh, I loved what uh, Harper said after, after the game. Um, yeah, we, went, we took the staff yesterday to see day by day. And, you know, I wasn't there. Uh, Trev can maybe talk about it better than I can. But, you know, I don't know if, you know, 94 and 95 don't happen if 92, 93 doesn't. I don't know if 97 doesn't happen if 96 doesn't. 97 doesn't happen if it's not for 96. And uh, I just um, I just love being a part of this level of excellence in so many areas of our athletic department. And I think it's part of why you look across the country, people are getting so excited about Nebraska football. Finally, I, you know, I have to thank um, 1890. Uh, they, they are... Uh, they are. They have. They have backed these student athletes. They have backed these players. You know, for us to sit here, I know people are going to ask me about the portal. You know, we have our own portal, and we, we got Bryce Benhart out of that portal, and we got Ben Scott out of that portal, and Giff deciding to come back, even though he's probably going to get drafted, and Ty Robinson, you know, passing on the chance to get drafted to come back. I mean, that's unbelievable. John Bullock coming back, um, and just very grateful for the experience these guys are having, whether it's, you know, Dennis or Keith Zimmer and life skills, but also the way that they, our student athletes have been supported by the Pete family, by Matt Davison and all the people who've donated. Thank, thank you so much because this is the modern world of athletics and, and we, are, we, are being, we are being supported by an organization that's run the right way and doing things, the, you know, the right way. And that, that comes across to us each and every time we talk to a student athlete. And then finally, our players. Our players are our best recruiters. Um, you know, when, 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 when they tell our players what it's like here, uh, uh, they, when they tell recruits what it's like here, recruits listen. And uh, the feedback's been excellent. I think you guys have seen that by the lack of guys going into the transfer portal. People are excited about being in part of this program, and that's why we've been able to sign so many guys. So I know that was long, but I am extremely grateful for them. I know you guys have a lot of questions, so I'm happy to answer them. Yeah, you know, I'm always going to explore everything. But in, at the end of the day, really for me, as I said, you guys, I was never really too interested in, in one-year quarterbacks. Um, I believe in doing due diligence. I don't believe in just, you know, making statements. And, you know, so I always look at those. But I think it was really important to me that, that Chuba and Heinrich have earned the right to me to have a chance to go compete uh, in the spring without someone coming in, you know, that's a year ahead of them. 
Um, so that was first and foremost. So we looked at some things, but but didn't make any offers to anybody. We just wanted to wanted to stay kind of true to that message that we had really from the end of the year. Um, Daniel Kalen's been loyal to us from the very beginning. We believe in Daniel. We believe in uh, his skill set, his processing, how quickly he sees it. Um, I love the fact that, you know, even this past weekend he had opportunities and he just wants to compete and wants to be a Husker. That's, as I sat there and watched that show yesterday and they talk about Tommy Frazier and Brooks Behringer, you know, like just, just hey, I want to be here and I want to compete. And I, I appreciate that about him. And then, you know, Dylan called last Sunday and just said, hey, coach, you know, my heart keeps telling me to come, you know, come to Nebraska. You know, can I come, can I come take another look? And, you know, I, I challenged him like, hey, make sure you're serious about this, you know, because, you know, I don't want this to be uh, something that, you know, isn't right for you. And he said, no, you know, um, you know, my life has greater purpose than just, you know, being the top recruit. I, you know, I, I know what Nebraska means to my family. I know what it's meant to me. And um, I'd like to I'd like to come there. And so I think in the end, you know, to have a player of, of Dylan's caliber, not his recruiting, but his caliber, you know, his 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 arm talent, his ability to see the field, but probably more than anything, you know, his work ethic and, and how much he cares about the game. Um, you know, we obviously took that. So feel great about our quarterback room. We've got four players that we believe in with the young players, um, with the two freshmen. I think it's really important that they, ha they, they follow the right trajectory. You know, it's not about coming in and scripting for success. It's about teaching them how to play quarterback the way we want our quarterbacks to play. And that's why I didn't want a quick fix. To me, um, I want to build this thing with guys who've been in the program, who learn our way of thinking, our way of seeing the field, our way of viewing defenses, our way of calling protections, our way of training. <clears throat> so I think as we move forward, um, you know, everything will be earned, nothing will be given, but it'll be great competition. It'll be great learning and great development. And we, uh, we have some pretty special players in that room. You intend to keep that same apparatus around who teaches them how to play um, Yeah, I'm not talking about that today with all due respect. Like uh, this is all about the recruits today. Um, I'll probably when I get back, I'll, if there's anything I'm going to do, I'll talk about it. But uh, right now, this is just about the signees. Does, does Dylan, does his ability change, you know, the potential ceiling of, of what you guys can do on offense? Because he can throw the ball as far as he can and as accurate. That's a great question. I think, you know, you know, when we think about who we want to be, right, you know, we, we, we would love to be a, a diverse offense like, like, you know, the 49ers, you know, kind of translated to college. And I think when you get players like Carter Nelson and, you know, you get players, you know, that are kind of positionless players, um, they allow you to do that. But part of that is the ability to stretch the field and throw the ball down the field. And so um, we want accuracy. We want guys who are going to protect the football. Uh, we love guys who can move, but at the end of the day, also the ability to push the ball down the field and throw the ball 55, 60 yards down the field, you know, at times and be accurate is something that helps those types of offenses. I think after spending a year, Sam, in, in the Big Ten and in the weather that we play in, having big quarterbacks with big hands who can spin the ball is is vital. And so um, I think uh, Dylan certainly gives us that, you know, seeing the throws he was throwing this year in high school, a lot of the same throws that we're going to ask him to throw. And he threw them really at a really high level. I had a chance to see him throw live uh, last year as he practiced in high school. And so, um, you know, he's got arm talent, uh, you know, that, that not many people have. Um, but again, this game comes down to way more than just arm talent. So it, to us, it's about just, you know, teaching him the way that we see things, the way we process things so that he can play fast and play free. And it's the same thing we'll do with Daniel and the same thing we'll continue to do with Heinrich and Chubba. What about intangibles, <coughs> Dylan Rayola? What do you see in, 
Well, um, you know, it's hard for me to sit here and talk very much about a lot of these guys when, you know, I've met them three times and four times, you know, so a lot of it is secondhand. What I will say is any time in my past that I've had a chance to, to, to take a quarterback or take a player whose dad played, they, they usually understand. Usually they've grown up in a house where dad's been harder on them than they have been. You know, when I, when I was in the NFL, we drafted J.C. Horn, and you talk talking about a first-round pick. His dad, Joe Horn, was one of the great players to play the game. I, you know, he, he probably grew up after every game being told, "Yeah, you did that great butt." <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that you know uh, Dylan probably has a lot of intangibles that you know I haven't met yet. What I've loved about Dylan is is he uh, loves football. He loves to talk football. He's unbelievably kind. You watch him at the basketball game the other day. He's taking pictures with kids and and not in a selfish way, but in a caring way. Um, it's the same intangibles I see with a lot of the guys that we have. You know, we want to recruit really good people who love football. This is not a, hey, what's in it for me type place. Uh, you've got to come here wanting to be great at football, wanting to be great in the community, and wanting to be great in school. And uh, your parents have to want that. You have to want that. I see all that from Dylan. And, and um, you know, I'm, again, it's, to me, it's just the beginning of a journey. This is not the end. This is the very, very, very beginning. And that's really, you know, kind of my message to all the players is, this is not a culmination. This is the start of something. So just take it day by day. Hey, Matt, what was what was last week like for you and, and your staff from from in managing things at the at this quarterback position from the beginning and, and, and hearing from the Royola family that they were again interested in and, you know, at the time talking to a transfer and transfers and then managing the situation with Kalen. Just how did you how did you navigate all of that? Yeah. Um, I think we try to be as honest as possible. You know, as things come, you're talking in real time. Um, I'm never going to apologize for bringing in good players. And I'm never going to apologize for bringing in competition. We live in a day and age now where everyone's trying to find the best situation. I, I think you should try to find the place where you can get developed the best because no one knows how things are going to work out. So, I'm, you know, as long as I'm not taking away your scholarship, I'm not going to apologize to you if I'm bringing in someone else. And I want players who want that. Like, I want to be the best, so I have to probably – play with the best and compete against the best. And so that's why I respect Daniel so much for the decision he made. Um, you know, obviously the thing with Dylan happened and it was really honest and transparent in terms of like transfer players and things like that. You know, sometimes you have to have difficult conversations. You know, sometimes the narrative out there is different than what's actually happening. And that can be difficult, right? Because, you know, no one, none of these young men ran from competition. No one said, hey, I don't want to go there. And I, I think some people were asking me that, and I felt bad about it. Really, at the end of the day, like, you know, we made a decision. Like, hey, we're going to go young. We're going to go with the guys we have and the two freshmen and, and build. And so, um, you know, I, I, I don't mind disappointing people. I hate it. But I just don't want anyone ever to say I lied to you, right? So we try to be honest and say, hey, here, here's how we see it. Here's how we see things. Sometimes people disagree with it. Um, it's hard at quarterback because only one can play. But you know what? There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks that went in the portal that don't find places to go. And so, again, I always say go somewhere where you're being developed. Go somewhere where you're growing as a quarterback, growing as a person. And you know what? Eventually things happen. You'll, you'll have your chance to get on the field. And when you get on the field, crush it. You know, we played three quarterbacks this year. And uh, um, you know, Dodge would say that most teams will probably play at least one or two moving forward. Did you stay connected and keep those lines of communication open with, with Dylan? Yeah, once Dylan committed to George, I, I didn't recruit him anymore. I mean, I, I still would talk to him and I came to the Michigan game. I hugged him. Good to see you, bro. How's things going? And 
I don't really recruit guys after they commit somewhere very often. I, I, I just kind of feel like, hey, it's that, you know, I mean, I won't say oh, not always. Sometimes I do. But I think in that decision, it was just sort of like, hey, you know, go ahead. I, I appreciate it. You know, obviously, he has a unique perspective in that, you know, his uncle's on staff. So, you know, everyone knows in recruiting, everyone is the same way every day. Um, this year, we had we started off 0-2. I was like, you know, you kind of got to see us what we were like at 0-2. Then we won three in a row. Oh, what are they like after they won three in a row? Then we, you know, kind of the yo-yo of the season. Um, he could probably find out a little bit more about us from his uncle. Like, hey, what are they like when things are going good, when things aren't going well? Again, that's why I point to the guys that want to come back and play their sixth year. Um, doesn't happen everywhere. So, uh, but yeah, in terms of the relationships, I just, you know, maybe a tech, he'd shoot me a text here. Good, hey, good win, coach, or something like that. But. Um, I'm really respectful of, of Georgia and, and, and Coach Smart's program. To me, this wasn't about Georgia. This was just about uh, uh, a kid that grew up a Husker fan that in his heart wanted to come back and be a Husker. Yeah, when I first got here, Donovan um, told me, he said, hey, there's this guy that came to our camp last year. He's really special. I love, besides the person and the player that, you know, the, the person that he is, the family, um, you know, I love his versatility. I've seen him wrestle. I've seen him play in the band. I've seen him play football. I mean, you know, he, you know, he can he can kind of do a little bit of everything. But I love his hat speed. You know, when you're looking for big, there's a lot of big offensive linemen. There's not many that are as explosive and athletic as Grant is. And so, um, I've really enjoyed my relationship with him and his family. Very, you know, again, they're it's about an hour fifteen, an hour twenty from his house to here. Uh, there's a lot of really good players in this area, and. Um, the, the ability to, to have him want to come here and join us despite having all the offers that he did was was big for us. Again, uh, we want to grow the offensive line sort of the same way. We like to grow it the hard way through recruiting, through development. He has a lot of talent that, if developed properly, we think could be an excellent player. Hey, Matt, uh, just a housekeeping question. Does, uh, does Dylan then, from day one, does he compete for the starter's job here? Yeah, everybody does, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I... I we're a team that started multiple non-scholarship players last year. Like, competition is king, you know. So, every player, nothing's handed anybody. So, um, yeah, nothing, nothing's handed anybody. Matt, you took just one portal guy this year, at least as of now. Speak on your approach with the transfer portal now in year two. I know you said year one, taking 12 scholarship guys wasn't kind of going to be the norm, and it's kind of played out that way. What, what is your approach? Because obviously the portal is a trendy thing that a lot of people are taking high numbers in. Yeah, I think, um, again, I think because we kind of roster management, as we retained our own guys and guys came back, that was that kind of affected that, right? So um, I, if Bryce Benhart and Ben Scott, two, you know, two, I think, honorable mention, all Big Ten players, I think that's what, if they went in the portal right now, they would they would be getting top, top, top everything, right? They get top, and I, you know, people would be fighting for them. So when they wanted to come back, I think that kind of alleviated sort of the, hey, let's go, you know, find an older player you know obviously we visited one or two guys um uh you know the, the portal's still open so things could change but you know Bly was a, a unique deal to us like we really saw you know that six foot three corner that can run dad's an nfl player mom's a great athlete you know uh we think we think he has years to develop you know in our system and and, and can be a really good player so we'll recruit a couple more guys, I'm sure, but a lot of it's just our numbers. You know, we've recruited a lot of high school kids in the last two years, and that was important to me to have this strong base of <laughs> high school players not knowing how many we would lose. Well, we really haven't lost very many guys, and so you know, this will be a smaller class, I'm assuming, this year, uh, coming in this, you know, this next high school recruiting class. 
but again, I'm not against the portal at all. Um, I just, uh, when everyone comes here, I want them coming here for the right reasons and to fill a role and have a vision. And um, we have a vision for Bly. Um, you know, we might have one for one or two other ones as we move forward. Hey, you guys, I think you added four players from the, maybe five from the city of Miami or the Miami area. Who, uh, who's doing your recruiting down there for you? Like, who, who do you want to kind of give a shout out to for not just, you know, flipping the players, but also kind of doing the groundwork and finding those guys? Yeah, I think, um, I think obviously Coop is the one who goes down. And Evan's an excellent recruiter, and he's from Miami, and people know him. Um, you know, Phil Simpson, sort of, uh, you know, Phil played for me 100 years ago and was a really successful high school coach in, in Miami. And, and so as we go down into Dade County, um, th their experience here speaks volumes to people. When they speak, people listen. And um, the guys on our team, so when they come up and they see – you know, Dwight Boodle, or they're talking to those guys and they're having a good experience, you know, and they're like, you know, I mean, those guys that flipped today, like they came in last weekend, it was 26 degrees. There's no, there's no tricks. There's no gimmicks. Like I'm like, Hey, walk around now, bro. This is what it feels like. And, um, but you know, they, they recognize real and they recognize what's transparent and they're coming for the right reasons. And, um, so that was a big day for us today, you know, to, you know, to get a player of, you know, Willis McGahee's talent and ability level and, uh, the way his brain works and an unbelievable family and, you know, um, to get Amari, you know, to get Larry, you know, to have Vincent just kind of flip over now. I mean, those things are all really big things for us. Coach, when it comes to recruiting in-state, I mean, what was sort of your reaction, the staff's reaction to how you guys were received? When you would go to a high school in Omaha, you'd go to Ainsworth and recruit somebody. I mean, what was the reaction like for you guys? Oh, I mean, people have been unbelievable. I mean, since the day we got here, I mean, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, um, uh, we, we go to a clinic, people are there. I mean, I, I think the high school football here is really, really strong. You think about it, you know, we signed, I'm, I'm doing some national shows, and they're like, well, you signed eight guys. I mean, you know, I, you know, uh, Notre Dame signed a player out of here too. Illinois signed a player out of here. So it's not like we got every one. It's not like, you know, there's, there's 10, 11, 12 Division One players here. Uh, what I would say was really special to us this year was we took the, because of our camps, we have a lot of guys that we think are scholarship-worthy players that came as non-scholarship players. You know, they turned down Division One offers to come here. So I think the high school coaches have been great. Hopefully our camps will continue to catch on. A lot of players thought, like, hey, you have to be invited to come to the camp. No, we want everybody. Like, I want, I want by the time you're a senior that I've, you've been coming to my camp since you were in sixth grade. <laughs> you know me, and I know you, and, you know, this has been your dream. That, that's kind of our goal. As we've gone around the state, like, you brought up Ainsworth. You know, I've been there three times. Um, I mean, we had the time of our lives on Saturday in Ainsworth. I mean, like, just unbelievable people. I mean, went to the high school football game, the playoff game, you know, a month ago. Uh, you know, just unbelievable people. You know, so um, it's when you go to those towns and you meet those people and those little kids come up to you and you're not sure what they're going to say to you. And then the kid walks up and says, I'm glad you ran a fake punt for once. So thanks, bro. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you just I mean, you just realize, like, hey, like, again, I say this a lot and that people probably go, we have such a responsibility to produce a winner because people are really counting on it. And um, so going back into those towns and those people reciprocating the feeling and welcoming us uh, is awesome. And it, it makes uh, recruiting Nebraska a lot of fun. On the topic of Ainsworth, Matt, uh, Carter Nelson, what do you see his ceiling being? And how do you guys plan on using him? Because he played about everywhere. Yeah, you know, when I talk about that, um, kind of that model of that, that San Francisco type model, you know, college version of that, Guys like Carter are, in, are imperative. You need positionless players. You know, you go watch him play. He's playing quarterback. He's playing tailback. 
He's playing wide out. He's playing tight end. You know, I told him, I said, we're going to hand him the ball like Walter Payton on fourth and one and let him dive over the top. See, I bet you guys didn't know why I posted that the other day. Now you do. So, you know, I said, hey, like, that's our goal for him, uh, a positionless player. And, um, you know, we signed Ja'Cory Barney. And Ja'Cory's playing wide out. And all of a sudden he's playing quarterback for his team. It's like, you know what, you get a bunch of guys who can do things with the ball and you watch how the offense comes alive. And, uh, you know, kind of we're kind of a positionless defense. We'd like to be a positionless offense. I think Carter has all the talent in the world. And I think it's really cool when uh, someone from Nebraska can go anywhere in the country they want. They could, he could have today flipped to anywhere and they would have taken him. And he wants to come here. I think it sends a great message. Now, what did it take to get uh, Bryant on board? My son? Yeah. <laughs> the best part is like my... <laughs> I can't even say it. My wife will get, I'll get in trouble. Uh, very fired up to have Brian on board. Yeah, we tried, we really tried to get him, you know, said, hey, you know, South Dakota State, Laura's some great schools, Wayne State, people, you know, tried to get him. I wanted to go live his own journey, but that's that, that summer in uh, Selleck dorm, that month in Selleck, that three weeks in Selleck, pranking coaches with Malachi and those guys, he was locked. He's in, so he's a solid commit, so. Hey, Matt, you mentioned the, the, um, the legacy players. Um, to, what, what can you say about the, the fathers of those players, um, the, the football players, former football players who were sending their sons here, and the trust that they had in you and your staff to, uh, to, to have those kids be a part of this class. Yeah, I think um, you know, what's really interesting is there, you know, none of them were overly involved. You know, I mean, like, uh, you know, you're talking to, I mean, you're talking to Dom Riola, right? You're talking to, you know, Damon Benning. You're talking to uh, Neil Smith. I mean, like, Guys who did a ton of stuff here, you know, you're talking, you know, and they're not overbearing. They're just, they're, it's about their kids. And I think it's why their kids are happy and, and successful and uh, going to have a lot of success. And so, um, you know, um, um, they all earned it. You know, some of them came to camp. Camden came to camp and, and punted in front of us. I didn't, you know, I didn't even put the connection together at the time. Ed had. And, you know, we, you know, we said, hey, we'd love to have him here. So. Now, obviously, Quinn, you know, um, Quinn, you know, a unique story and that his father is passed, you know, and um, I had been sent this tape. I, I want to say, like, for Sean Jackson sent it to me and then Damon Benning sent it to me. And I get sent a lot of tapes and I'm watching, like, who's this big kid? And I'm like, man, he's a good player. Like, he'll have to come to camp, though, because I don't really know what football's like in Bozeman and I don't really know. So he came to camp and he runs the 40 and he's out there playing this and he's playing that and... You know, camp's over. I, you know, I say, is your mom here? His mom's here. And, and we offered him on the field. Like, you know, just thought it was, you know, th if there was any way to uh, incorporate his father into it, you know, maybe doing it on Memorial, you know, stadium on the field would in some way honor him. And, and uh, so a lot of really cool things. But again, the fact that they had such a good experience here, this place means so much to them that they want their sons to be here, I think is important. And also hopefully that they see some good things in us as a coaching staff that we're doing it the right way that, you know, I mean, Damon's had a lot of, you know, Damon's had a lot of uh, a look into who we are and what we do, you know, and obviously Kayla's mom, Tanya, you know, played soccer here. So they've, you know, when, when, when Mario Buford, when, when his parents say, yes, we're going to let him come there and here's Keith, you know, he's been through the adversity of an ACL and, you know, they, 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 they want him to come play for us. I, that's important to me. That's important to me. Cause I think that that's, that speaks louder than anything else you can do in recruiting is, how people who've been through the program feel. When you got five out of Texas, has, you know your connections there. Has, has that been as open as you thought it would be? Is that a nice pipeline? Yeah, I think um, 
you know, we went down and did the summer camps in Texas, you know, um, found some, found some players that, you know, I think a lot of people go to Texas and they like, they like airport recruit, you know, they'll, they'll fly to DFW and they'll drive within 40 minutes and they go back to the airport and they fly out. And as much as we love huddle here, huddles hurt teams like us that want to outwork everybody. Cause now you can watch everyone's film. So shout out to them for changing the industry. But, um, you know, we still can go places people don't want to go. Right. And so you get to Houston and kind of people stay, you know, but our coaches work in a different way. And so, you know, Coop and Omar and those guys, they find Roger Gradney and we drive out to Rice Consolidated and unbelievable program, great high school coach, great talent. Here's this, this young man that I, I believe will, I believe will be a great player here. Um, you know, you go to camps and, you know, Braylon Prude, six foot four, gets up at the camp on my watch and runs four four two, And you're like, well, run that again. <laughs> and he runs it again. So part of it is, you know, finding, you know, big name recruits, you know, that, that, that everyone knows. Part of it is working the camps and finding guys that fit us. And we'll be there every year. You know, we're going to keep recruiting Florida. We're going to keep recruiting Texas. We're going to keep recruiting this area and um, try to be really consistent with it. And um, if if we can get five to six players a year from – Texas, then all of a sudden you look up and someday and you've got 30 players from Texas on your team and they all kind of, they're all having a good experience. Yeah. Uh, could you speak to uh, the NIL from a, the, the standpoint of the very, very elite recruits? Uh, it seems like they maybe have spread out a little bit more. And do you think NIL is part of the reason for that, just when you look at the national landscape? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I really don't. Because uh, I, 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 don't, I don't have any uh, NIL conversations with anybody. Um, that's, that's other people, you know, I, I legitimately don't have those. I don't want, I don't want people, I don't want to be talking to you about that. You know I mean? Like if there's ever a day where it's done differently then I will, but, um, you know, it's done the right way. I, you know, is that changing the landscape in recruiting? I've read some of the things people saying like, Hey, there's more guys going different places. So maybe there's some merit to that. I don't, but I don't know that because at the end of the day, you know, um, a player, a player can walk into me, into my office that's on our team and say, hey, coach, I just got offered this amount of money. And trust me, players have. <laughs> players have said on the first day, like, coach, this quarterback from this school just called me and offered me this amount. And, you know, that player doesn't even know if that's real because it's not, you know, in the NFL there are contracts and there were agents. Like, no one knows what's real, what's not real. And so, thankfully, our players are so loyal. They all came and let us know, and they're all here. Um, they all stayed. But um, – I don't even know what's real. You know, I know, I know what, like I said, some things I said before, you know, but people have called me and said, Hey, it's going to take this for this guy. Some of those numbers are out there. But the one thing in the NFL was if an agent told you, Hey, I, Sam McEwen now he's got the, the dolphins just offered me three years, you know, 4.2. And then, and then you found out later he signed for less and that agent lied to you. You never deal with that agent again. So everyone's very, very, very straight up. Right. So, um, seems like a good deal, Sam. So, uh, <laughs> as, as I said, it's just, there's just no system. So, but with all that being said, um, so I, I, I can't really comment too much. I don't have a great feel. I just know, you know, probably some of the high end guys are probably getting a lot of big numbers and probably some things aren't as inflated as they say. And, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day that this is all kind of just streamlined. So it's got a little bit more system to it. Time to come. Um, obviously the deal is going to get a lot of, uh, how would you, if you're talking to a colleague or whatever, describe your, your recruiting style of this, this, this deal? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think uh, we, again, I think that concept of a positionless player, you know, I think is really something that we tried, tried to focus on. We, we took a lot of guys from our camps, and we will continue to take a lot of guys from our camps that maybe might seem unrecruited, but we believe in our coaching ability. We believe in 
height, weight, speed traits. And, and when we look at a player, it might list them as a safety, but we think someday they're going to rush the pass. Or it might list them as a wide up, but we think someday they're going to. And um, as long as we have players who believe in that process and get here and get with Corey and Kristen, our development, our, our staff here, I think can do wonders with players. And so I, I, I don't sign a player unless I believe that they have a chance of playing in the NFL. Um, you know, I look at them and say, like, hey, can they, do they have the height, weight, speed, da, 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 da. things might have to go right. But um, so I think that led you to sometimes, like, people say, like, man, you signed seven DBs. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I think he'll play here. I think he'll play here. You look at, you know, last year, Jeremiah Charles, we signed him as a wideout. We think he's going to be an unbelievable corner. So sometimes they have to get here. So, and then I think a reemergence on the offensive line, you know, just, just, uh, we signed a, we signed a couple guys that came to our camp that, to me, reminds you of what a Nebraska offensive lineman should be, you know, explosive, powerful, um, as they get bigger, uh, are going to be uh, really tough, physical, hard-nosed players. And then, as I said, a couple tackles that we're excited about that can grow. It's hard to find tackles nowadays. You guys didn't take a rain back specifically. I mean, is that a position that you'll maybe look to address, in, in, you know, as time goes on? Or, or how do you guys kind of look at that spot? Yeah, um, you know, we um, – we have four scholarship ones, and we have a couple guys who've walked on that we feel good about. So we weren't going to reach. Um, you, we could always look in the portal if our numbers allowed us to. But um, we feel so good about, you know, Quentin Ives. I loved what Emmett Johnson did this year. I think Emmett's got a bright future ahead, three more years for us. You know, we get Gay back. You know, we get Ramir back. Again, we've talked a lot about Quentin. So we, ha we like the room. Um, we'll always look, you know, and talk to some other guys. But I think the big thing is, you know, next year's class, like you talk about, hey, what positions are you going to target? We're going to, we're going to, you know, running backs should want to come here and play. We, we, we kind of revamped the way we play and we ran the ball well this year. So try to go find a, try to go find a tailback that can really help us in next year's class. But if, if one comes along before then, let's do it. Is there any, any injury <coughs> departures to note that we didn't know a month ago? Um... Well, we've had the young men go in the portal, right? Three, we've had three scholarship players go in the portal, right? Um, you know, um, I don't know who you wouldn't have, like Nick. You know, Nick walked it senior day, right? Um, in terms of scholarship players, um, um, I hate to feel like I'm not telling you the truth. I'm just trying to, you know, you think Ethan Piper, you know, uh, um, Ethan Piper, Garrett, Garrett Snodgrass is not, not he's not going to play anymore. He's going to go do uh, ag work on his ag masters. I think Ethan's just kind of taking it slow and waiting to see. Um, you know, as I told him, there's, you know, he's he's finishing his degree. You know, he's he's um, he's um, he's either going to coach for us or play for us, but he can't do anything in the spring. So um, he's just going to kind of I think take his time on it. So I'm, I'm not sure where he'll end up on it, but he's kind of taking his time. I'll say it's not grass and pipe with any. Yeah, Eric Fields is no longer with us. Eric Fields went home. Um, that's a good one. Thank you. He's out on the portal or just left the team? He's just home, yeah. Went, went home mid-semester. What are those calls like the country <coughs> calling the players before they sign? I know uh, Satterfield was talking with uh, Danny over at Bellevue West, but you guys get those calls more. What is it like to see the recruit before they sign? Yeah, yeah. As, as the players uh, sign or sometimes right before, you know, those guys hop on a FaceTime, FaceTime and um, just welcome them to the family. You know, some guys were – some guys were laying in bed. <laughs> Some guys were at school. Um, and then we also do a lot of 2025s today, too. You know, let them know that, hey, a year from now, this will be your day. But 
Um, I, I hope that today is a wonderful, wonderful moment in their lives and a day that they remember, a day that their lives changed, where they had a chance to come to the University of Nebraska and, and earn an amazing degree, meet wonderful people, have great experiences, uh, eventually win a championship, and then hopefully go get drafted someday. So, um, But again, I always remind them this is just the beginning. Uh, there is no linear path to greatness. There's ups and downs, ups and downs. The key is, I've learned in life, is that you want your highs to be pre higher than your previous highs, and you want your lows to be higher than your previous lows. And when young people understand that life just kind of goes like this, um, you have a chance, and they have a chance. And so um, I'm really, as I say, grateful for this group. I think it's a great group. I think the group we signed last year was awesome. Uh, a lot of them played. And uh, if this group is as good as last year's group, plus the guys we have coming back, I expect us to have a good team. All good. All right, guys.